This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Whether you're listening in the morning, which most of us do, or in the afternoon, they're all drive drive times. An opportunity for you to get some of the Scripture, some of the Word, into your life, what we really think would be the very best is if you would read the chapter yourself, spend some time in the chapter with the Lord, read it, and ask God to speak to your heart, and then tune in to the radio program. And one of the ways you can do that is podcasts and all that, but Pastor Mark will tell you more about that, because I always do this program with somebody. And I'm somebody. You are somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Sure, brother. Yeah, glad to be joining you, and uh, so uh, welcome to the show, everybody. If you want to follow along and know what chapter we're going to be in, get uh, to the East Coast app or to eccc.us, get to the podcast page, and you will find a Morning Breath button, and you can click on that, and it'll take you to the Morning Breath guide, which tells you all the chapters that we're going to be in, usually you know a couple of months ahead, so you can see where we are, where we've been, and you can also listen to the show uh, via the podcast there if you're not tuning in via radio. Um, so that's a great way to, to get what you need. You can also call the office, 452-1060, and we can email or mail you a Morning Breath guide. While you're on our website or on the app, you can find out most about everything you need to know about East Coast Christian Center, all the things that are going on. Um, We are doing church. We are a a thriving community of faith, and we are about our Father's business, and and the church is open. Come join us. Come in the door. Um, Come get your hand shook if you want to, or you can fist bump if you prefer. You know, you can, uh, there's, we got sections where you can social distance. You got sections where you can just sit next to whoever you feel comfortable sitting next to. Um, So, you know what, we're doing church in a way that's, that's, we're trying to make it comfortable for everybody, but it's open, and we're doing it. And we're also online. So if you want to check out our online weekend services, we've got an amazing online campus. You can get on there and do church from the safety and comfort of your couch um, and still be part of a a faith-based community that loves Jesus. Yeah, man. I'd love to have you involved and come uh, come live. And one day you're going to have to come back to church if you're watching online. This is not the, you know... I don't think God's best for us. In fact, you know, I'm I'm just going to get out there a little bit and talk about that. You know, I've talked to quite a few people, and when I'm hearing from people, what I hear is they're not doing better with only church online Mm -hmm. than they were doing before. They're doing worse. And uh, we're not there to pick on you if you're still there and you've got a health issue or something that's important. We get it, and we're praying for you as you go through whatever situation you're going through. But I do encourage you to get back into in-person and church. It's powerful and important. Yeah, it is. I got a phone call uh, earlier this week from a couple who said, you know what? We, we've been watching East Coast Online. We're ready to call it our home church. Wanted to confirm what time the, me- the meetings are we're coming. Yeah, you know that's where they started, but yeah. now they're, they're now they're ready to come in, and so come it's on. a great place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't let fear hold you back. Absolutely, it's time to time to the cautious, the the considerate, and the courageous. Maybe right now it's time for the courageous part. Amen. Get back in there and start doing it. So, uh, what's going on? What do we need to do? Anything else that we need to do before we get into the chapter today? I, I don't have any other bullet points for okay. uh, any any events upcoming. I, we're just getting ready for the holidays. They're yeah, well, Thanksgiving's a week from yeah. tomorrow. Coming like yeah, a freight train. Yeah, it's coming like a freight train. Is right. We're planning so. for Christmas and Christmas Eve. And oh, did I give it away? Christmas Eve, we got services. Oh, we'll yeah, be we got a ton of services for yeah. Christmas Eve. It'll be awesome. And if you haven't come back to church live by Chris, by Christmas, that's a great time to do it. Come Christmas Eve and get started for the new year. Yeah. 2021 is going to be a great year in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So uh, we're going to read, uh, we got, what do we got here in this chapter? Uh, 29? Yeah, 29 verses. And so I guess I'll read, where's a nice break? I'll read through, it doesn't really matter. I'll read through 14 I guess, and then give you from 15 on. All right, yeah, we're in Colossians chapter 1. Yep, New uh, King James. New King Jimmy. Okay, right, okay. Pastor Dan, I'll get you started. I say unto you, read, sir. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. Mm. Amen. It's so good. Yeah, it is. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Amen. Amen.
I mean, well, Mark, where would you like to go? I'll give you a, I'll give you first crack. There's not a bad spot in this entire this chapter. chapter. Is so packed full of Jesus. It's it's a, it's incredible. It's something that it just really now is. jumped out at me when we were leaving. It says in uh, verse 13, it says, "He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love." I like that. Something that's been on my heart lately is that you know what Jesus was clear. My kingdom is not of this world. Yes, I agree. And and God has conveyed it. See, there's two kingdoms. There's competing kingdoms. And and you know, I've I've been guilty of this. It's a battle I still have to fight. But I'm watching it now more than ever. That people are not people who claim Christianity are not conscious of the fact that there's a different kingdom, and we're getting our emotions and everything is all tied up in this earthly kingdom, and it's causing us to strive and and devour each other, which the Bible warns about. And we have to remember that we are part of a different kingdom. We have the king of kings who is part of that kingdom. God has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. It's not the kingdom of the earth, and I think it's so important that we begin to refresh our mindset as to what kingdom we belong to. Absolutely. What? Let me ask you a couple of questions on that, Mark. When you look at verse 13, it says we've been conveyed. What's another word that we could use to for that? I, I, my footnote has transferred. Yeah, I think that's a great word. I got, in other words, God has, he has picked us up out of one kingdom on. and dropped us into another one. Yeah, I like conveyor belt. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a, they're working on 528, doing a lot of dirt work. Everybody's noticed that way up there, you know, by 95 and further out. And uh, they've got this conveyor that's actually taking the dirt across four lanes of I-95. Wow. And the dump trucks dump it on, on the well, that'd be the north side of the road, and then where all the work's going on, they're, it, the the conveyor belt picks the dirt up, takes it up to completely the other side of the road where they can use it for construction. They've been taken out of the north side and put on the south side of 528 over a big highway with a big median, and, and th- there's been a big lift and change in your life, and you mm-hmm. are no longer connected. You know, half of America— right now is either mad or depressed after the elections. Yeah. It, it, because you're living in this kingdom. This is your world. This is your whole world. My whole world isn't wrapped up with who's in the White House. Yeah. Um, everybody had their opinion. Everybody had their choices. I get all that. But my life is is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. My king, my primary life, my primary world is not this world. Yeah. My primary joy isn't found from things that happen around me in the life that I'm living right now. My primary is not here. This is secondary to me because I've been transferred yeah. or conveyed or any of the other conveyor belted over to the other side. I'm on the other side now that's my real world and it it it's a big difference and it, you need to you need to live that way or you're going to be up and down and you know so many christians are so up and down and so many christians are dealing and don't this isn't a pastor picking on you as a believer because i heard a figure recently that one third of all pastors are on some sort of you know, anti-anxiety drug right now. So I'm not picking on believers and not on pastors. I'm talking about Christians. Are You cannot have your focus on heaven and need, you know, medication unless you have a real medical mental problem that yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah, if you're if you're locked in, it says, and here's the other thing it says back over here in uh, in the beginning of the chapter, verse 
verse four, three or three. Let's see. I'm going to just start in three. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you and for since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Mm. And why? Where's what's the love for? It says because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. See you if. I'm the, the, the anger that we're seeing and, and what's frustrating me so much and is on my heart so much lately, Pastor Dan, is that not only are we seeing anger in our society, we're seeing anger among people who both claim the same Jesus. Yeah. Being angry at each other. Yep. Um, and because of how somebody voted and you know what, if you are focused on, on the faith that you have in Christ it says you, we've heard your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. If you're cognizant of Christ Jesus and the hope that's laid up for you in heaven, you're going to have love for all the saints and for everybody else. But if you're cognizant of something that you think you're being robbed of here in the earth and you think that somebody else is responsible for that, then you're going to have anger. You cannot be locked into the kingdom of God and confident of your hope in heaven and then still be angry at somebody else. It just it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and we need to make sure we're adjusting where our anger needs to be. You can be ma- angry at an action. You can be angry at a result. You can be angry at a choice. But those are not the same thing as being angry at the person. We could just right now, Mark and I are, have known each other for a long time. And you know what? Mark may mess up or probably close to the truth is I may mess up. But I've got enough confidence in Mark that he loves me enough that he's actually going to still help me and love me and and be my friend if I make a mistake, why? Because Mark loves me, cares about me. And because he cares about me, that gives me confidence that he would not give up on me because of some choice that I made in life. It's all right to get mad at, as the old saying is, you know, I hate the sin, not the sinner. And it is all right. I hate abortion. I'm just going to be right up front. I hate it. But I love people who have been involved in it. I've been involved in it. Uh, when I was a young man, and I'm not proud of that, but you know what? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. There's nobody fit to throw rocks today, or will there ever be somebody fit to flow, throw rocks except Jesus, and Jesus didn't throw one. Amen. You know, the first one without sin, you can throw <laughs> the first rock. Well, he was the only one qualified, and he didn't throw one. So. Amen. And so, yeah, I just, I love that picture, Pastor Dan. If we will just, man, if we will just focus on Jesus as the church, we have the opportunity. I mean, I love this chapter. You can't read Colossians chapter one and not get excited about who Jesus is. You know, I, I started to choke up just reading when we started in verse 15, verses 15 through 18. Every time I read those, they blow my mind to, to, to be reminded that all things were created through him and what? for him, that we have been created you for have, him. I have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, every person that you can lay eyes on, every person that's posting something on social media, every person that you can't see, uh, that but you just, you know, this this uh, person that you envision that's out there that you don't like, you know, that, that embodies all the things that make you mad. Yeah. That person was created through him and for him. And it's in Jesus, he is the fullness of the, it says here, please God, it in him, all the fullness should dwell in what through him to reconcile all things to himself. You know, it says in second Corinthians chapter five, that we as Christians have been given a ministry of reconciliation, that that's the word that we are called to speak and that God himself was in Christ Jesus 
reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. And this verse, this passage in Colossians just reminds me of that same author. Paul's got the same heart. Man, just to remember what God was doing in Christ Jesus. He was reconciling the world, and he was not counting sins against us. And you know what, Pastor Dan? If he wasn't counting your uh-huh. sins against you, how should I count your sins against you? Well, that is the truth. I just don't, you know, and so it's just to, to change the way that we're thinking about how God is working through his body, which is in Christ Jesus, and he is the head. It says right here that he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. So if Jesus is our head, then man, we should look like the head. I want to I want to read something from the uh, old King James. Uh, if This is Revelation chapter four, verse 11. It says, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. Amen. So that's why God made you. That's why God made him or her for his pleasure. Because, you know, everybody has value and a purpose in the world. And I tell people this all the time that are struggling to find their purpose. You you will never really find your purpose until you find Jesus, because he made you for himself and for a purpose. And uh, fulfillment is really in him. The other part I love about this verse here is it says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And you think about that preeminence thing, and what does that mean? What does it mean to have preeminence? Um, I think it means some things like, I'll just give you a couple things on preeminence. I think that means he's got a higher rank than anybody else. Mm. He's the head. When you think of head and, and rank, you might even think of headwaters. So he has a premise. He's a start. He's a beginning. Headwaters Amen. of a stream. Maybe it's just uh, the Blue River, which is pretty big in Colorado. Uh, but if you go all the way up to uh, Breckenridge, which is a ski area up there, the Blue River starts out of the ice melting off the mountains. And it's spring-fed as well. You get up there and you look at that, and I can step across the Blue River at its headwaters. But this huge thing that is happening wouldn't exist without this starting point. Jesus is our starting point. And and another thing you could look at in preeminence is source. You know, he's our source. He's our head. He's our, you know, he has the highest rank. He's a, he's the headwaters of our life. Every good part of your life, it's got to start in him and then grow through you as you move forward. I don't know. Just that preeminence, that first place. I like that. I just like thinking of him that way. And it's hard to think of Jesus having preeminence in all things and not start getting worshipful or Amen. not start thinking thoughts of thanksgiving or things that really get you back centered up on where you need to be. Oh, that's what I was just thinking as you said that. I say if if if, if I'm in a place where I, I know I don't need to be, I, I can remember and go, you know what? Jesus is not preeminent in my life right now because mm. it's a choice that we make. You know, it, I mean— God has made him preeminent. Jesus is preeminent whether we choose for him to be preeminent. But what we focus on, what we choose to make preeminent in our focus is what's going to drive our emotions and what's going to drive our ability to, to walk by faith and to have confidence um, that he, he who began a work is going to start it in us. We can choose whether we view Christ as preeminent or not. In the end, we're going to realize he's preeminent. Yeah, every knee <laughs> shall bow and every tongue shall confess. You know, like there— you got to be careful because does he have the preeminence in your life? And and most Christians say, oh, of course. You know, I, I've been to India a few times. I don't know, three or four times, probably four times. And uh, 
India's interesting. If you were to say, and I've, d- I've been involved in this uh, to a large group of people, everyone here who believes in Jesus, raise your hand. You would get, if there were 6,000 people there, probably 5,500 of them would raise their hand. But if you were to say, those who believe in Jesus and will forsake all other gods, raise your hands, you're not going to have, you'll have a couple hundred hands go up out of 6,000. Why? Because India is sort of that, yeah, I think, what, they have 270 million gods or some crazy number like that, which I don't even know how that's possible, but that's what they say. They they just put Jesus in with all the other stuff. Mm. Jesus is not meant to be in with all the other stuff. He has to take a higher. He has to take a preeminent. He has to take a center, uh, you know, position in your life. And I think we all could use a little bit of self-analysis to say, where am I really at right now with that? Is Jesus really in the center? Have I kind of moved him over on the side? And have I tried to crawl back up on the throne of my life? And if that's the case, he still is preeminent, but you're experiencing what it's like for you to try to be preeminent. Yeah. And it's not a good good place to live. And I, I'll just say, if you're depressed right now, even in the world we live in, I know there's a lot of reasons people would say you're depressed right now. If you're depressed right now, uh, that would be the first thing I'd ask you to do is sit down for a minute and check your heart and then look at your life and figure out where Jesus is at. Is he centered or is he been moved over to the side a little bit. That's a great word, Pastor Dan, and it's true for me. I mean, it's, you know, it's something I have to it's look at. It's true for me. That's how I know <laughs> Yeah, <it>. absolutely. <laughs> you know, we have the choice. You know, Jesus is preeminent, but God gives us the choice of whether we will we will choose to acknowledge that preeminence in our lives. Um, you know, Paul says here, uh, starting in verse 9, he says, since, we, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you. Good. Listen to what he prays. We ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. You know what? You don't have to be confused about the God's will in your life because we have the ability to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So we are able to, you know, it's, we think, oh, it's confusing. I can understand the kingdom of God. You absolutely can because it's, Paul would not have prayed this if it wasn't possible that the spirit of God would reveal to you through wisdom and spiritual understanding what the will of God is and what's the purpose that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him and being fruitful in every good work, increasing in his knowledge, strengthened with all might. You know what? We're supposed to be increasing in knowledge. We're supposed to be bearing fruit. And in, in doing that, not be depleted, but to be strengthened. Come on. You know what? Sometimes doing the work of, uh, of the kingdom can, can, be, uh, can be tiring. Um, but if you're getting burned out, it's, then it means they're doing something wrong because in the process of being fruitful and increasing in knowledge, we should also be strengthened. And so I always want to go back to that too, that if, if, if I'm doing it under my own, effort, if I'm doing it under my own striving, um, it's not going to work. But if I'm doing it under the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit in the process of the doing, I'll get strengthened. Just like Jesus, when he was at the well uh, with the woman and they, and he was tired after being there all day long and working and walking all day long. And the, the disciples went in to get food. He ministers to the Samaritan woman. The disciples come back and he's, it looks like he just had a meal. He's, <laughs> what did somebody give him bread? And he said, no, my will, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Yeah. He was strengthened in the doing of what God God had called him to do. Yeah. One of the things that kind of helped me, I don't know where I heard it years ago, but the picture David says in the Old Testament, uh, was it Psalms 23 probably, my cup runneth over. Mm. And that's just an expression to say, you know, I've got abundance in my life, but just picture your inside, your spiritual man, kind of like a cup. If you are always pouring out that cup, 
and never replacing anything in that cup, your cup will become not overflowing, but dry. I actually believe that Jesus ministered out of the overflow. He had an overflowing cup of God's spirit on the inside of him. He had an overflowing cup of God's word on the inside of him. He had an overflowing cup of prayer working on the inside of him. And so wherever he was at, he just ministered out of the overflow. A lot of us are pouring the last three drops out of an empty Mm. cup. And uh, I think that that's a dangerous way to live. And you end up places you never thought you'd go. Mm. Uh, and all those things, if you live your life like that, instead, minister out of the overflow, out of the abundance of what's in your heart and life and your relationship with God and your experience. It's just so much healthier place to be. And I think probably what causes us to do that, Pastor Dan, is, is a lot of times we get this desire in us to prove ourselves. <laughs> you know, that I, I'm going to I'm gonna outwork you. Um, we look, Maybe, you know, you got that ethic in you that you look down on somebody. I, I remember someone recently telling me that a family member they have used to measure their manhood by how few hours of sleep you got. Like you, you were, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. Well, I, I went to bed at, you know, at, at, and got up at four o'clock this morning. I did more before six thirty than you'll do all day. I'm, fine by me. Um, you know, I'm not measuring my myself. Well, by come that, over but. my house next week and do it at my house. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Don't don't get caught up in trying to prove something physically. Um, you know what? Let the spirit of God have the glory. Because if you're if you're bragging on your ability to do something, then what what glory is God getting? Let God get the glory and let him be the one who strengthens you. You'll be so much more fruitful. You'll be much stronger and you'll have better results. We'll be right back after this break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Breath. Pastor Mark shared some great things from verses like 9 and 10. It talked about the will of God, knowing his will, and then uh, walk worthy of him, and then being fruitful in every good work, and that will walk uh, work is really cool. But the thing I want to just say is it says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Paul had never met these people. We know this from chapter two for sure, but he starts out and gives us some hints about it. Verse four, since we heard of your faith. Mm. He doesn't say since we saw you receive Christ, Yeah, since we heard of your faith. And so what do you do when you know somebody from a distance, you pray for them. And I just want to encourage you today, this is a great prayer that you could pray over somebody in your life. Maybe somebody you're one that you're believing God to get saved this year or whatever the case may be. Don't forget that our part in prayer is important. I just want to throw that out before we left today is Paul prayed for these people. Amen. And that's important. And then Pastor Mark, you have one closing thought too, didn't you? Yeah, I was looking there in in verse uh, 12. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You know what? You're you're not going to qualify yourself. I didn't qualify myself. We talked earlier about walking in strength and whether it's yours or God's. You are qualified through the finished work of Jesus to receive the inheritance that is yours in the saints. Don't look to yourself. God has qualified you. Receive that gift today. Amen. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.